Welcome to the new episode of Quarter Quest, Comics on the Cheap. Can I ask you a question before we begin? Have you ever wanted to have your own podcast? If so, we'd like to recommend Podbean. We've been using it for the last three years, and we love it. It's easy to use, and the customer support is amazing. Just go to podbean.com and enter the code HAUNTEDLOG at checkout and get your first month of podcasting for free. That's podbean.com, Haunted Log. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Quarter Quest Comics on the Cheap podcast, a bi-weekly discussion about diving through the dirt bins and pulling out gold. All right, so uh, welcome back to Quarter Quest, um, where we talk about three comics from three different eras, from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and whatever, till today. So, um, who's got first? <laughs> That'd be right That'd on. That'd be me. Alright, so I did Attack from 1979, um, September of 79. This is a Charlton comic, and after I went nuts trying to figure out who wrote it and drew it, Nick pointed out it was Charlton and they didn't care. So, I stopped caring as well. Anyhow, uh, Attack is a military comic that uh, looks like, from what I'm picking up, is that each issue kind of covers a different uh, story. So they're all one-shots. The particular one I got was uh, based on a... like a real attack in the Philippines. Um, Military goes on to the island to try to take it over, and... The Japanese are fighting back and pushing them back and it kind of breaks off and follows the how the uh, medic gets separated from his group and he sees a plane come down and he is able to rescue the pilot and they kind of go on and do their own thing of kind of destroying the Japanese bases and stuff uh in the back, from the backside. So the military was getting hit really hard in the front, but they were taking out their munitions and things like that. Um, and the one thing was the medic was like, I'm doing this to save lives. I'm not doing this to uh, kill anybody. So I'm not going to kill anyone. Um, he did use some karate to knock out a couple of guys. And, um, he did fire a gun at a munitions dump, but, uh, Otherwise, he did not kill anybody. I really dug the story. Um, you know, my experience with military books are like Sergeant Rock and Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos, which, okay, whatever. Nom did a really great job at the beginning, and they kind of went a little goofy towards the end. And then, obviously, G.I. Joe. So, to read a story that felt very uh, unique and real uh, was just fantastic. And one of the neat things is after the story's done, they have like a little tidbit about history and it went through the history of the Marines and how they came about and how there was actually a group of Marines that rode around on camels at one point 
and uh, took out uh, some some bad guys. So it's really cool. It only cost me like a buck. Um, well worth reading. Uh, you know, I guess the downside would be it is a little bit dated, just like all the other dated comics that we read. There are some uh, things that uh, we don't like to say any longer that are in there, but you know, it's China man. Uh, that was not in there, but there's some other derogatory remarks that uh, were made. But again, you know, that that wasn't looked at like that back in those days. Not saying that I was right at that time, but uh, yeah. So absolutely check out Attack. These, this is fantastic. I'm going to be picking up some more, and they are super cheap. That was Attack number seven, right? Oh yes, uh, the number Attack number seventeen. Excuse me, number seventeen. I forgot to give the issue number. Okay, so according to my comic shop, number 17 is done by, cover by Calermio, stories by Joe Gill, Joe Gill and Unknown, art by Calermo and Pat Boyette. Who? How did they figure that out? I don't know. Uh, I bet they have more resources than we do, so. <laughs> they got a bigger uh, research department. Yeah, they do. Nerds. Nerds. I can tell just by the inking. All right, so um, <laughs> I did uh, The Liberty Project from Eclipse Comics, number one from June 1987. When I bought this book, it was a dollar, and I had no idea who did this. It is by Kurt Busiek. I was like, holy shit. All right, so. That's early stuff for him, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, he was still working at Marvel at the time, right? So he was doing Avengers, like mm-hmm. Captain America, and he wanted to uh, make a book where Captain America goes around. Because like uh, sales were going down, and he wanted to like revive Cap, so he had this idea of what if Cap went and helped young supervillains become heroes instead of hey, let's uh, create this one eight hundred number and Cap will come <laughs> all around the country and help you out. So I think his idea was <laughs> to actually help the superheroes villains become heroes instead of the the phone number. Um, this book reads like the Suicide Squad. So it's four troubled youths who are in prison. Guy comes up to them, creates this place called the Liberty Project where they can work off their sentence by being heroes. Only problem is Suicide Squad did it smart and put a bomb in their head. He just put them out into the field and guess what? They left. It. Oops. It's it's actually a pretty good book. Um, some of the character designs are really dated. Um, I don't know if I would want to wear a cowboy. This, this is one of the girls. She wears a cowboy hat and what I assume is either leather or some kind of suede bodysuit with fringes over their boots. That like, would suck if it got wet. I mean, it's just so dumb. She's like, nice, snazzy outfit. And like, no, it looks horrible. Like, um, one guy looks like Vibe from the Justice League. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what the Robert Palmer looking guy with jetpack is. That, I mean, that, that's he looks black. like that Spider-Man guy with yeah. the roller skates. Looks like the... the uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what his name was. The but. spokesperson for Soul Glow. Kind of. But he has that weird Robert Palmer suit... 
with the skinny tie yeah. and the glasses. And then you got the punk rock little girl who has fire powers. Definitely 80s comic. Um, yeah, she's actually the only interesting character in here. Oh, wow, okay. So, <laughs> um, The Vibe guy kind of looks like a mix between Vibe and um, oh, the comedian from... What's the uh, Alan Moore book? Wall. Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. He actually has a really cool power. Um, he puts down little little spots on their floor, and they become frictionless. So he's like being chased by the cops. He puts the thing down and kicks the car away because there's no friction. So he's just, it's awesome. Um, Fire Girl, she's a badass. Like she, one girl has like uh, super strength and she can fly and blah blah. Like typical. Okay, whatever. And one is a uh, dead shot. So it is the Suicide Squad. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, Suicide Squad did it smart, put a bomb in their head. This one, he trusts them too much. I guess my one question would be was, did they do any good before they ran off? They they did. They went and, like, saved some hostages from this okay. teenage kid who became, like, this uh, demonic character, right? Because... He was so pissed off that his parents kept uh, trying to... Okay, get this. He has terrible ADHD, or what they called hypertension disorder back in the day. Mm-hmm. Right? So they kept like sticking with needles, trying to experiment with different drugs to cure him of his hyperactiveness. And apparently there was too many different drug cocktails in him that it turned him into a demon. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, so if you want right. to think about... Uh, your Ritalin mixed with your Adderall could turn you into a horned demon. And then this, yeah. Other than that, not this funny book. It's good. It's weird, stupid in some parts, but it is a dollar eclipse book. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, might give it a shot. I mean, it's Kurt Busiek, so the writing's pretty good. Yeah, obviously. That's all I got. Cool. I'm excited about this one. Are you? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I did Divine Right, The Adventures of Max Faraday by Image Wildstorm. The uh, creators were Jim Lee and Scott Williams. It was released in September 1997. Issue number one, everybody. Issue number one. So, it starts out, Agent Christy Blaze is running from some uh, grip of aliens and being chased by uh, some organization. And uh, she escapes, kind of, she gets this shit, like, looks like the guy puked all over her face or something. Uh... Then you skip ahead to Max Faraday and his hornball roommate, which his name is Devin Lawless, because he's above the law. Uh, anyway, they're talking, and Faraday's having like a ongoing uh, relationship with somebody online, and he's telling him. Devin's telling him he needs to get a real girl, and uh, so 
Max tells this story about how he was delivering pizzas one night and it goes to uh, total porn. You gotta you gotta meet lovers for me, big boy. And she hand she goes, I got twenty dollar tip here. Do you want that or do you want what's behind door number two? And the fucker took the twenty dollar bill because he was low on gas money. Even a problem in the 90s. Even a problem in the 90s, guys. Uh, Blaze goes into what looks like a some kind of company. She knocks out the guy and starts downloading something onto the computer. These other aliens show up and I'm like, can you, are they good? Are they bad? I don't know. Story's kind of you know, but all of a sudden Max Faraday's computer blows up for some reason, knocks him cold, and Christy Blaze gets killed by the aliens, so I guess they were bad guys. And then uh, on this page, does it look like he let his buddy Rob Liefeld draw down there in the corner panel on the left side? Looks like he uh, said, "Here, Rob, I'll throw you a bone. You can you can draw me a pan a little panel here, because it kind of looks like Rob Liefeld's work." And then we're back to nope, still Liefeld. So he got another page, and then you get back and it's Jim Lee again, and you get introduced to Max's sister Jenny, who. Uh, is yeah, I agree. She's really contorted and looks like uh, looks like the dress was paint the miniskirt was painted on her, which you know it's really shiny. Like, is that her armor? Is that a battle armor? No, she's coming home from a night at the club. Apparently, she needed a bulletproof miniskirt. Um, so. Oh wait, this is where the the uh, computer explodes, and Max is like, Jenny, and she's like, touch my hand. I'm like, this gonna get really creepy. Come on, Jim. You know, I was like, she's like, touch this hand. And, you know, I'll take care of you, like I always have. Because apparently she's raised they their parents died and she raised him. So, that made more sense after I read up a little bit on her. And then, uh, this guy kind of looks like Omega Red without the tentacles. I wish we had a video so you could see it, but yeah, he looks like Omega Red there. And they're trying to find out what the... The... Uh, the answer or something I can't remember what it is it explains it later on uh, it's some kind of code that they don't want found out and it got transferred to Faraday's computer and it ends with Max getting into his car to deliver a pizza alright so I actually kind of dug the, the book um, 
the story was just okay for a beginning because they got to set it up. And like I was telling Nick, I didn't know if this was the miniseries or is the, this was the actual run. Because I looked up to see if I could get more issues of it, and all they have is the miniseries, and then my comic shop has the trade paperback, and it's sold out. And that's all they have on their on their site. Do you want to finish reading it? A little bit. Alright, I'll bring you the trade. I've got it. I got it for a dollar. <laughs> um, <laughs> just some of the, the slang and lingo in the book, I'm like... Did we really talk like this shit back then? I'm like, I don't remember some of the stuff that was said in here. Ever saying it. I, I think I spoke English. Um, the art was good. Because, you know, Jim Lee. Um, yeah, so it made me want to read more. But... Yep. So, I would definitely give it a, a shot. But that's all I got. Cool. All right. So, talk to you guys next week. Or two weeks. Yep. Or three weeks, depending on if one of Ryan's teams gets in a championship again. Yep. No, no championships for a bit. All right. See you guys. Yep. Bye. Bye.